the film series that won't die. Over 40 movies, one house, actually several houses, and cursed artifacts. If there's even that much of a connection. Welcome back to the Amityville Horror Podcast. I'm Tom. I'm Pat. This week we've got Amityville Scarecrow 2. Another sequel. Which this is not the first time we've had like uh in like individual or like little like sub veins or su- subgroups. Like there's the clown house guys. Right. Their movies are all kind of connected together. Yeah. Loosely. But and, this is uh, the first numbered sequel numbered. within a franchise that originally at one point was itself numbered. Yes. And here we are. The Amity. This is the one, if you go back, this is the British people pretending to be not British people in, in, a, in a trailer park, which they call a caravan park because British. they're British. Mm-hmm. And then we had the Scarecrow that was just choking people all the time. Remember? It was yeah. like, there wasn't even a lot of stabbings. But yeah, individualized sequels, which gets me wondering, you know, how many movies, like, there's any number, there, there's more bad sequels than we can count. That's the whole premise of this podcast. But how many movies were bad to begin with, and then a sequ- they, they get a sequel, and you're like, but why? Why, yeah, why this, did we do this? This one gets another because I got, I got nothing. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and we're not talking about movies where you made a terrible sequel, you shouldn't have done it, like Caddyshack 2. Yeah. The idea of doing another Caddyshack is not ridiculous. Exactly. I, I may not have said that clearly a second ago. <laughs> It's how I'm processing. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. it's it's, but that's the thing is like because we had talked about talking through what you yeah. mean on this. Yeah, on but like, air, and uh, that's like what I'm doing. It, it's not. They made a there was a good movie, so obviously we make a sequel. Oh, you made a terrible sequel. No, we're talking. You made a bad movie, and now you're making another one. Yeah, there were no unanswered questions. No, there was <clears throat> no lingering interest. Like for my like. I, I get into arguments about the current uh, clutch of Mission Impossible films, the ones that are all done by Chris McQuarrie, because I did not like his first version. And then when I heard he was coming back for a second one, I'm like, okay, I mean, he's not terrible. And then, like, in an interview, he's like, I think I figured out what I did wrong with those characters, so I'm going to fix them this time. And I'm like, no, why are you bringing these boring characters back? <laughs> And he did, and it was terrible, and it, it just took all the screen time away from Henry Cavill and his amazing mustache and the arm cocking thing. But um, it was, uh, no, we're talking about, you made baby geniuses, and nobody liked baby geniuses. No. And then you made baby, baby geniuses, geniuses 2, colon, super babies, which, is it currently ranked as the worst movie ever made? It's It's... Down there, it's yeah. definitely bottom twenty, but there's there's some heavy competition for that these days. Yeah, um, and that's um, that was Bob Clark. At least it did the first one, yes. um, Black Christmas and A Christmas Story, yeah. amongst others. That um, man, and Baby Geniuses, yeah, Baby Geniuses, apparently one and two, maybe I don't know, but yeah, Baby Geniuses, like there was nobody clamoring. No. Um, 
Like, Beethoven made a bunch of money, but they made sense. like they made like four movie. or five. Yeah, yeah, like kids' movies, and I guess Baby Geniuses technically falls under that. But even still, that's fair. That's fair. But I don't remember I mean, anybody saying like, "Oh, well, this is funny though." Yeah, like Beethoven, the first movie is funny. Like yeah. I watched. Well, it that, with was the, a, with that was that was a John Hughes uh, drawer. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, at minimum, you get like a big dumb dog doing stupid shit and Charles Grodin. So, yeah. I mean, these are fun things that are going to be yeah. funny. Anything that frustrates Charles Grodin is always oh. worth your time. Oh, my God. Whether it's Robert De Niro on the run, or whether it's Martin Short as a 10-year-old. Or Anthony LaPaglia drumming his fingers on yeah. a dashboard. A frustrated Charles Grodin is a fantastic Charles Grodin. It is. Even, I mean, one of the highlights of Rosemary's Baby. I love, you, you ever hear the backs, like his, com, like the Charles Grodin complaining behind-the-scenes story about that movie. No. Roman Polanski didn't like the way he was delivering this line, uh, Grodin says. And uh, he's uh, Grodin said that uh, Polanski didn't like the pause that he was taking. And so they were going back and forth, and Polanski says, like, so will you do it my way? And Grodin says, well, I think I will. He's like, Good. See, no, you see, I'm not going to do it, but you see how you felt it more by pausing the way I want to pause? <laughs> uh, it con- wasn't it more convincing that way? Um, but, like, uh, I, I looked up a couple lists, and I was uh, chagrined by a couple of them. Like, one, I would not have thought of it that way, but they're absolutely right. They made a sequel to the Fantastic Four movie with Yoan Griffith and Chris Evans and oh, yeah. uh, Michael Chiklis, yeah. which was not good at all. But yeah. they made another one, and, and the they, second one was even worse. Maybe Ray Park as a Silver Surfer will save it. Uh, uh, Doug Jones. Was it Doug Jones? Yeah, yeah. some reason, I thought it was Ray Park. That's weird, because there's um, no martial arts. I, I mean, I didn't think that they were doing things smart. That's so. fair. That's fair. Well, um, they did hire Weta. The Silver Surfer did look incredible in that movie, yeah. which is a bummer. But uh, um, I was much more chagrined when they listed, you know, they made a sequel to Ghost Rider. And I'm like, oh, God, that hurts. It's the better one. It is the better one. By leaps and bounds. It is. Well, I it's love better. the second one. I do not like the first one. I like the first one. No, for reasons. So we've got gaps. Uh, uh, another one, which uh, a similar vein of like, yeah, but the second one was good. Alien versus Predator. Mm-hmm. There should not. There's no reason to make a sequel to that movie because that movie's terrible. But yeah. Alien versus Predator Requiem is pretty good. I'm I just fly. like my brain is stuck on like logistical. Like you made a sequel, and whether it turned out good or not. You shouldn't have for logic reasons like a Blade Runner or Chinatown. Where was, I like oh, the Blade Runner sequel, yeah, yeah. but like Chinatown, Wait. the two Jakes was terrible. Blade Runner twenty forty nine is terrible. Oh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, that's wrong. I'm, that's a, that's incorrect, Pat. I'm sorry. I'll move on. <laughs> but those are like those are like just yeah. closed loop movies that a sequel kind of yeah betrays well, the concept it's like uh color of money to uh the hustler yeah it's like why i mean i guess like that's yeah. what's all why, why not and that was uh, color of money was an interesting exploration on let's pick up with this character 16 years later fair so i've um, never actually seen it that's good yeah. I mean, Hustler is the better one for me, but it's still score. I mean, Scorsese is doing your sequel. Yeah, I yeah, think it's I, the only sequel Scorsese's done, isn't it? 
Probably. Huh. I mean, I think he's working on a Raging Bull 2. <laughs> oh, boy. That's... Has he ever done... I, no, I don't think he ever I don't has. think he has. I think that's the only sequel he's done. Um, Interesting. Yeah. But, uh, like, stuff that was just... Like... The Departed 2. <laughs> <laughs> I never understood... First of all, I always... And maybe this is blasphemy. I've always found the first Chud fairly boring. It is. I, I yeah. finally sat and watched it, and I was very underwhelmed. And yet, yeah. Bud the Chud. That's the thing. Like, there's some the fun to be so had good. in Second Chud, but it's... I liked it a lot. Um, it's not one that I think should have happened. No, no. Like, you, you want to know... You, you kind of, like, want to, like, do the research and find out. So, it made... Just enough. Like, it, it hit whatever line that you needed to justify yeah. going back. Which is not just it made money. It made enough... It made more than enough money that you can assume that you'll make at least a little on yeah. another movie. Maybe at half the budget or something, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <coughs> like, like, you're... Uh, no, it doesn't... Like, Son of the Mask is a terrible sequel, but The Mask was a gigantic hit. Of course you make right. a sequel to that. Of course you make... This, all, all, all the movies where Jim Carrey was just legitimately God for, like, two or three years. Yeah. Like, all those got sequels, and absolutely they all get sequels. Even though they were, to a man, bad. Mm-hmm. Even when Nature Calls. I do not like that one at all. It has moments, but it is not good. I think there's about five minutes of funny in that entire run. That's fair. Uh, and half of that is him coming out of the the the, the artificial rhino. <laughs> and another solid minute is just him swinging his arms with the, as the poison <laughs> setting in. Three darts is too much. Honestly, when uh, in the Mar- the the first Avengers movie, when there's just a zillion Chitari shooting the Hulk at the same time, and like in the theater, I just said to myself, three darts is too much." <laughs> but yeah, there's. I mean, I don't know. It's such a weirdly specific yeah. like thing to ask. What else did I um, have on this list? Yeah, I did not do homework because. I didn't feel like it. I didn't know why. I was home. I was watching movies that which, I enjoyed. Which technically could be construed as homework. Yeah, I guess. What else did they have like, on this list? Like, we never got a nice Pirates 2, thankfully. Grown Ups got a sequel. Oh, God, famously. Grown Ups is terrible. Grown Ups is... I have never seen either of them, but I, I listened seen. to the podcast. Um, it's the worst idea of all time, I believe it was called. And the first season... I always listen to our podcast on a loop. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of a loop, they picked... They picked Grown Ups 2 as the subject for their podcast. They watched it once a week for a year. What? And recorded an episode. What? What? Uh Uh-huh. Because they wanted to see what that would do to a human brain... And they didn't want to pick a movie that they loved in case they'd started to hate it, so they picked something that they had not seen yeah. and that had not gotten good reviews and figured it would be funny to pick it apart until they started going insane. They started truly hating each other for stretches. They started just going through bouts of depression, and like you can really hear it take over them. 
But then you start to hear as they get close to the end, optimism. Like, they had episodes where literally they would just concentrate on one actor, like a background player, and every little detail because they practically had it memorized. For the finale of the season, they wrote the script from memory to be read on stage by a bunch of, like, it had gotten enough note that they did a L.A. staged reading of, like, all-star cast, and it's literally just from memory script with their comments and all that of, like, this scene's fucking stupid. We left it out. Anyway, moving on. That kind of, but... Um, so they watch. So they would re, they would watch it. They would record an episode. They would watch it every week and record an episode every week. Yes. Oh my god. Same movie. I hate, I hate, Second I hate season they did. Uh, Why? What in God's name? Why would you do this again? They did. Uh, why and why are they making money and we're not? <laughs> I don't know. God damn it. They did Sex in the City, I believe. Or that's Sex on, in the City Two. That's on. Uh, that's on this list. Sex in the City Two. Those movies made money. I mean, they brought uh, the show back for another season, for whatever reason. And I've never liked it. I've never liked it in any of its formats. It's just fair. never entertained me. Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo, got a sequel. European gigolo. Oh God! This is what they list Annabelle. Got a sequel because apparently Annabelle has only twenty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, but that entire franchise has That's, been yeah. hand over fist money. This is why it did, it's not that much of a shock to me. Yeah, uh, Planes got a sequel, but that's a Disney kids movie, so of yeah. course it's getting a sequel. That's the thing, like with a lot of like the horror, the cheapy comedies, and the family stuff. Usually, it makes sense why they're grabbing for cash. Yeah. Now here, here's the one. We'll, we'll finish it on this, and then we'll actually finally watch the movie. We promise. Ouija got a sequel, and that sequel's better than the, than it had any right to be. Yeah, Flanagan. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's I've a legitimately seen, entertaining movie. I've not seen the 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 first Ouija movie yet. I haven't heard never, good things, but I saw the second one because six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is below my beloved vibes. Uh, vibes is usually my, my barometer for gotcha. how terrible it last mm-hmm. last time I checked vibes had seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is just wrong. Yeah. And uh, I kinda wanna think about like actually got a theatrical sequel rather than mm. like a like, direct to video thing. Yeah. And like again Vibes is up to thirteen percent. Nice. It's that Peter Falk bump that's Dude. People don't get quality, like good quality. Uh, fucking Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper team up with Peter Falk to find the lost city of gold. This is amazing, and and Peter and, and Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper are psychics. This is one of the greatest movies ever made. I, I would say it's in Goldblum's weird phase, but that's most of his career. But, like, that was in that specific stretch of Earth Girls Are Easy, Vibes, yeah. Transylvania 6 5000. And The Fly. And The Fly. And, like, The Fly kicked it off like, it, oh, no, no, you're no. a marquee guy. That, that's, like, the craziest thing is that, like, of the Jeff Goldblum, Gita Davis movies, The Fly is the middle film. Transylvania 6 5000 came out. That was 85, 86. was the fly. And then Earth Girls Are Easy is the last one. God, that was. It's insane yeah, that's that third that's, one. The third, that that's the middle one. Huh. 
Either way, I mean, oh hey, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, it just it's just kind of hell funny. of a triple feature. It is. It's Man. like oh well, that middle section's a little rough. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a bit dour considering how bright and silly the other two are. I'm but. saying the first movie has Joe Bologna in it for God's sake. And you get Jim Carrey and Dana you know, Waynes and plus. Julie Brown. Oh, oh Julie Brown. Julie Brown. <laughs> Love it. But anyway, All right, well, let's, uh, let, that let's was watch. our free roll. Let, <laughs> Way to pull back the canvas curtain there, Pat. Well, why don't we show them how we make the sausage and everything? Let's like remove all the veneer of professionalism. Well, that was the pre-roll. <laughs> Are you okay? I don't know. Oh. I just... I don't want to have to watch this. It's... it's hey... We we do this, then we got one more, and then we get to change set. We get to change movie franchises. Oh, that's right. We're, this, we're like we're halfway there, and we're not living on a prayer. If that's a hint, oh my god, okay, it's not a hint. We'll see. We'll see you guys in a minute. We'll see you guys in a minute. Pat, go drink out some more. Okay, we're back. Mm-hmm. I didn't fall asleep. Did you fall asleep? Uh, we will check our notes to see if we Ooh. had missing time. Oh boy, that was that was a lot of nothing. That was like a long seventy-eight minutes of nothing. So, in uh, in the first half, we had talked about Charles Grodin uh, having the pause that Polanski wasn't a fan of, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. I can see Polanski's concern after this movie because the amount <laughs> of long pauses between lines. Yeah. And most of the time it wasn't just in a wide master. It was, you had plenty of pre and post line mm-hmm. just left in the shot to make yeah. sure the movie hit runtime. Yeah. Like, good two, three seconds between Deliveries. This is your close-up. This is time. This is the moment for you mm-hmm. to deliver your line. You mm-hmm. do know your line, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Here, here it is. Uh, there are times where somebody's got to like walk up steps, and you'll see the shots start, and then they'll start movement. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that was pretty good at the end there. <laughs> it's like go. Oh. oh, action meant go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Like, nailed it. Um, so, yeah, I think if you edited out all of the parts that an editor usually takes out of a shot, we'd be coming in in a lean 30 minutes. Yeah, uh, yeah, at the longest. So, this is the sequel to Amityville Scarecrow, which was about two sisters debating whether or not to sell the Amityville cornfield campsite and caravan park. Or to reopen the Amityville Cornfield campsite and caravan park uh, as a new campsite. Uh, It turned out the Amityville Cornfield campsite and caravan park was haunted by Lester the Molester, who the sister's mother had murdered. And uh, because Lester the Molester had murdered their heretofore forgotten third sister. Right. And uh, Lester the Molester possesses scarecrows to uh, murder the one husband between the two sisters. 
Like, is there's like, right. It was the husband of the one sister, but had left the other sister to be with her, and was presumably. So I'm sorry. Yeah, and so is the father of both of the daughter cousins. Yeah, the 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 two cousins were also probably sisters. Um, the 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 father husband died, got murdered, as did one of the cousins, and um, uh, a couple other people in the beginning of the film that had nothing to do with anything, and then. They uh, burned down the gar- the 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 garage the 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 motor like the auto mechanic garage that is also attached to the Amityville cornfield campsite and caravan park, yeah, which they refer to repeatedly as the shed. So if we call it the shed, that's what we're talking about. British because, people, yeah. Um, and uh, so that was the end of the movie. We be- we we begin the movie with Robert and Maya. To uh, prospective camp uh, count or camp workers, they they wouldn't be camp, yeah. Because uh, uh, we're retrying the sisters are back and they're committed to reopening the Amityville Farm Glamping site, or it's just Amityville Farm Glamping. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Farms and glamping go together. Farms like and glamping. Words that you can put on a sign. I had never heard the term glamping before ah. and um, was horrified to find out that it does not have anything to do with sex. I mean, it can because usually you're going to have nicer tents with, like, you know, um, air mattresses, uh, a stereo to play some soft tunes. You're going to have your, you know, plenty of booze around. Yeah, Glamping is yeah basically, like, as much of a hotel room as you can bring with yourself. Gotcha. Um, there's a lot of people like RV. They just take an RV out there, and that's that's clamping. That's fair. That's fair. The uh, I, I want to point out that our uh, serendipitously, the screensaver on my TV just showed a shot of uh, Janusz Poha from Ghostbusters 2 uh, admonishing one of his workers, saying, everything you're doing is bad. I want you to know this. Which really kind of sums up the movie experience we just had. You're not wrong. Everything you're doing is bad. So, Robert and Maya. Robert is either Liverpudlian or Scottish. I couldn't really tell by the accent. Yeah. And Maya, we had to look up. Maya is Lithuanian. Mm-hmm. Which, awesome. And She sounded like a female Tommy Wiseau trying to do a Michigan accent, maybe? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, or at one point we thought she was Dutch. Um, at one point, I thought she was deaf because, with the semi broken English, she sounded a little like Marley Matlin, mm-hmm. which made me feel like a jerk. But basically, her delivery was inconsistent. Stilted is the nice is a is yeah. a polite word for um, it. But we it's. I never want to be too mean to somebody who's giving a performance in not their native language. Exactly, exactly. They're they they're doing they're, they're doing a lot of hard work. Unfortunately, unfortunately, some people don't pull it off as well as others. Yeah, we spent of a seventy-eight minute film. We spend fifteen minutes with Robert and Maya, kind of 
half-acidly recapping the first film. Yeah. Like, bringing it up, mentioning murders. What do you mean murders? I mean murders. No, tell me. You didn't tell me about murders. What murders? We are real people discussing this in real ways. We should get out of here, but we should stay because we have job. And... Oh, everybody who's a counselor in this movie is already in uniform, uh, which is basically a salmon polo. With a yellow lanyard. Yeah. Or a little, a little yellow badge on a yellow lanyard. Yeah. They're the only people on site. The, the uniforms are for nobody except, oh, they must work here. They were given the salmon polo shirt. And they're, lanyard. And they're all freezing because they're all wearing winter coats on top of these polo shirts. Yeah, two weeks before summer, but it is in England, or it's in New England, or it's in New York, or it's they, in they, Jersey, or it's... They're still very vague about, like, it takes place in Amityville, the Ronnie DeFeo Amityville. The house was on this <laughs> site, the house was burned down. The spirits from the house possess other things on this ground, except everybody's British, and they don't Everybody. even bother to pretend this time around. No, except no, for don't. the Lithuanian, except for the Lithuanian woman Maya and the two main sisters, uh, Tina and Mary, who, if I recall correctly, they were born in a, they're like according to the story, they were born in America and then lived in the UK for a while. The mother moved them to the UK to get away from the Amityville horror stuff, and then they bought the British campsite and named it Amityville in honor of everything that happened. Well, we're back to it now being in actual Amityville, yeah. except maybe not. Except maybe because not. they say more things that imply it's actually in Amityville. They yeah. might say things that negate that, but at a certain point, the movie negates itself enough, and we'll get to examples it's um, it's where so you just bad. can't trust. Like unreliable narrator is something you can use in certain types of fiction, sure, but you can't use it within a single piece of dialogue in a scene that's exposition. Yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't work. So, Maya and Robert are summar- or, uh, just summarily dispatched uh, after 15 minutes of non-coherent dialogue. Yeah, they're literally all they're there to do is give previously on, but they do it in such a vague way that once the movie actually starts, which we'll get to... Um, you you have at least another 10-15 minutes worth of that peppered through yeah. the next chunk of the movie where they're like oh this is the site where this happened because we the audience have been reminded but they forgot that they also need to remind all of the other characters like honest to god they have like a campfire talk like 10 minutes after Robert and Maya are killed mm-hmm. because of all the other people because how would they know about it because Robert and Maya were killed um uh, after like uh, the scarecrow, a new scarecrow shows up, who looks decidedly more human yeah. than the pre- than the than the uh, like an- like the just ghost animating an actual scarecrow did in the first one, and is using a lot more stabby weapons. Like in the first yeah. film, everybody the scarecrow kept, just kept choking people. Yeah, remember how weird that was? Yeah, like, it's like you're not using anything. So this yeah. is mu- trying. To be a much more straightforward slasher movie. Yeah, there's not a lot of supernatural implied except for massive continuity errors like uh, Maya running from seeing 
I think she sees the boyfriend get or no, he gets killed in the one area. Mm-hmm. She finds his blood, runs outside, and trips over his body in a way that's uh, highly improbable. How do you trip over the thing you were running from? Kind Ten of, feet yeah. away. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, but then the titles flash: Amityville Scarecrow Two, Scarecrower. Crow's Control? Crow's Control. That's the one. Um, I'm not proud of this. So then we get introduced to all of the other camp counselors. I only know half of their names. Uh, I honestly don't think I wrote any of them down. You're not wrong. Um, And they all have like little interpersonal dramas because we're a slasher movie now. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we see the return of Harriet the uh, surviving sister cousin who is trying to inspire the troops to be the best glamping site ever. Like, we need to... Everything needs to be great so we can have investors and put this place on the map. Two, and this is all taking place two years after the events of the first film. There were, mur- her father was murdered on this very site. And her sister cousin. And her sister cousin. Two years later, she's on board with her mother and her her aunt for just opening up a campsite on the place where her family was murdered. Everybody is either super for it or super against it, depending on the scene and who else in the scene is for or against it and what you need to counter. Yeah. Like, people, I mean... It doesn't make any sense. They, yeah, there is no real consistency. It, it was um, almost like Zack Snyder level... You don't know how people work, yeah. do you? Like people wouldn't do this. Like even if, like that, like like, t- like uh, Tina. Tina absolutely wanted nothing to do with it in the first one, and now she's all about it because the no, place- no, it was the reverse. Okay, because t- t- Tina's the one that was actually was currently married to the guy, right? So she wanted to open it up, and then Mary was against it because woman scorned. Uh, now Mary is full-on gung-ho let's let's open it up to show that everything's great and, and we can overcome ourselves and we and can overcome ourselves whereas tina is hesitant even though she is borderline bankrupt at mm-hmm. this point like she mentions that the husband that got murdered let his life insurance laugh left who would have thought the guy that cheated on one of us and married the mm-hmm. other would have been irresponsible yeah and she says it with an eye roll of Typical men. Typical men. Ladies, are you sick of your men not taking care of their life insurance policies mm-hmm. and leaving the seat up? It's men. Men. Just, just, <laughs> just astonishing. So, um, I mean, the, the site has been cleared. They called in two priests and three psychics. They still it's have weird balance. the Wi-Fi. No Wi-Fi still for glamping. For glamping, there's still there's not even How a are you dedicated land. Ram your cook, campfire cooking. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just like I, like uh, like they're not making. They keep saying it's like yeah, we're we're fixing the place up. It looks like shit. Like it, it looks, looks like the same thing from the first movie, except with two years more growth on the site, and they're putting LED Christmas string lights up on the rusted pickups. Yeah, because that's not glamping. If you recall, that's the, as you pointed out, Texas Chainsaw Two. Yeah. Uh, wait, what? You had said something at the beginning, like uh, Texas Chainsaw Two. No, no, it, it, something else. No, right. it, it, no, it's like the um, 
the last Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Remember, they bought that oh, rusted right, out right, shit right, town. Right, right, and yes, yes. We have okay. investor. We need investors to see that it's the greatest place ever. It's like the sun has never shone in this pl- in this campsite. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, and and um, so, so they have a like. There's a garage, an auto garage, and all of these abandoned cars that are part of this campsite. And the counselor people are literally stri- like tying Christmas lights around the abandoned cars. Yeah. That I, I got I had to get a tetanus booster looking at this scene. Yeah. You're gonna let people go in though to do what? This is not glamour. No. I, uh. <laughs> so it's, it's it's festive white trash. Yes. So we get Tina and Mary, the uh, the older the the sisters, going over the 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 plot of the first film. And then uh, we have a campfire bit where it's just all the counselor, the new people, uh, having another discussion. And this is when I noticed that all of the dudes are pretty hunky in this movie. Like, Robert had these re- was like really tall and had these huge arms. Simon here is pretty ripped. And Dylan, Harriet's boyfriend... Is got like he's not as huge as the other guys, but he's got the smolder going on. Like he's, he's like he's like late nineties CW WB mm-hmm. type of honky. The uh, the way I had put it while we were watching it is uh, Luke Wilson in Scream Two when he's in Stab. Yeah, trying to play the Skeet Ulrich type. Oof, like him with like Oof. same haircut, like and especially it didn't quite look real. Yeah, so like that's the look he's got. The other guy. Uh, looks like he spends a lot of time at the gym, but skips leg day yeah. and back day. And I was like, he basically no back day was looking good. Like he oh gotcha. He, uh, he had like the tra- the tra- the trapezius stuff. So he he's I not just skipping know that back. like he's not skipping back. I just know that his arms did that thing that some weightlifters do, where their arms kind of roll forward an inch or two. That is because that is they're true. overdoing a certain muscle set, That's and fair. it's almost like turning their palms outwards, like from the You're inside. Right. It was doing that, but yeah. his shoulders looked amazing. So I, I, I feel uh, like he's doing better. But uh, so si- after hearing the story, and I mean, it's like five minutes of just literally explaining everything that we saw in the first one mm-hmm. and half of the stuff that Robert and Maya, or no, yeah. all of the stuff that Robert and Maya was saying, which was only half of what actually mm-hmm. happened in the first movie. And then occasionally noting, as they're repeating the things Robert and Maya said, that in their absence, now that it's been covered, also Robert and Maya are missing. Yeah. Everybody points it out. Everybody asks if they should be concerned about it, and it yeah. winds up getting waved off every single time. They just didn't show up to work. It's not like that something bad happened yeah. on the pl- in the place where really bad things happened. Mm-hmm. I, I, astonishing. Like the the level of cognitive dissonance that Mary uses to wave off any concern that Tina has is just. It was driving me insane. It's these owls. Sorry. It's these owls. So, <coughs> Simon and Beth break off to have fairly, a fairly graphic sex scene in one of the tents that's, you know, you got to figure what, it's 20 feet away from the campfire. That, yeah. Like, so. Yeah. I just love Not that idea. Not sex. No, 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 no. She is yeah. riding him. And then she gets, like, uh, then 
okay, she fi- they finish the sex scene, and there's a weird cut where she's immediately half-clothed. Yeah. They finish the sex scene by her riding, then it reverses to him making a face that's similar to sex, I guess. Ever, we don't judge people's own faces. Right. But it's just... It was one that, had I seen his face outside of the context, I would not have known what was going on. Fair. And then, then all of a sudden, it literally, it cuts back, and her button-up shirt is completely on, and yeah. she's mad at him. And yeah, she's, he's like, she's getting, she's giving him shit about being friendly to Lily, I think, because that's the only other counselor he talked to that okay. we saw. When they, they put, yeah. Because she was jealous of up. something and he yeah. was defensive. We forgot that um, right after Harriet gives the uh, the inspirational speech, they see that there's a scarecrow on an RV, or a caravan, excuse me. And uh, Harriet immediately wants it, you know, destroyed. And they just hide it in one of the uh, the other caravans to be taken care of later. Where Even though, it's like, the minute... If you survive what happened in the first film, the minute a scarecrow pops up on the campsite, there's just a puff of smoke in the shape of my body. It's yeah. just, I'm gone. If you could have even convinced me to go back! Yeah. So this is the thing you specifically warned me about that killed... Yeah, no. No, we can go. No. It's insane. I don't have the best self-preservation instincts. Now what these people do. Or these people have even worse. So, uh, yeah... Beth is giving Simon shit about looking at another girl. Women, pro tip, withhold the sex if you're mad. Don't have sex with the person and then explain to them how you're mad at them. Because at minimum, that's mixed signals. They're not going to understand where your head's really at. Also, you just rode him for God knows how long. It's also going to establish some trust concerns of, I thought everything was good here. Yeah. And you're you're not talking to me about these things. So, yeah, it's bizarre. So, so they fight. She goes to take a shower. He yells, babe, a lot. Uh, you're right. Yeah. A lot. Oh, no, he does. I just love that she's naked in the sex scene. She puts on her clothes to immediately take her clothes off again in the next sex, in the next scene. Yeah, that she's getting to the shower. I mean, I know, I know. It's just, it's just funny. Mm. It's just, it's amusing to me that she got, anyway. Um, um, so and then yeah. she gets murdered in the shower. Yeah, the scarecrow <laughs> comes in and starts swinging wide. Like, I... You see the behind the scenes where they've got the tennis ball stand in for the actors. So sure. you, so somebody knows an eyeliner or a rough place where they are. Mm-hmm. They could have used some tennis balls on this because mm-hmm. eyelines is a whole separate thing. But, like... She's probably the length of a park bench, the way he's swinging the knife at her. Yeah. Just kind of stabbing anywhere she may potentially be in post. It's, he's, he's, getting, just, he's getting good coverage, though. you got to give him that. I suppose, yeah. Like sometimes he's even connecting. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's hard, you know, it's hard to be a scarecrow and see things or something. I don't know how the mythology works. It's, it's either like the ghost or if it's an actual killer killer is wearing the burlap sacks. So right. It's difficult. Which does not excuse the eye lines of the entire rest of the movie. Sometimes they look into it that it just normally reverses right that, you know, 
people are looking where other people would be. But God, so much of this movie is just so confusing on its like geography. Well, they have. I love that they have all of these establishing shots, mm-hmm. and then they cut to something else. Yeah, like there'll be like a good ten to fifteen second shot of a location, and nobody walks into frame. They just cut to a completely different shot. Yeah. The Meanwhile, non- previously the non-establishing shot. It's insane. Um. So then they get stabbed. Then the, then we get the decorating of the abandoned cars. Which oh, right, was right, right. Just adorable and hilarious. Yeah. And a long roundabout conversational speech of how we need to change the past as we see it. This is Tina and Mary. Yeah. Um, them arguing that they need to control the future by owning the past, by ignoring the past, by having the future be the campsite of the... And I've gone cross-eyed. Yeah. Well, they keep talking about legacy and responsibility. And it's one of those... This is the part of the movie where the screenwriter was thinking about other movies that they had seen. Yeah. Because it's like, look, if... If you want to argue, if you want to argue that this is the only asset you have left, and so you have to make this work, or you're destitute, that's a reason. That's yeah, a legit- that is a motivation that is very simple and straightforward, and completely legitimate. Like even in the face of you know your husband was murdered on this site, which holy shit. Uh, but trying to make it like this big, it's kind of like I'm tying this in to stuff I've been watching lately. I watched the first three Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and you get that third one where it's just like, no, this is about freedom to murder and steal from people. Let's, yeah, let's, let's be real. Let's you're back you're, up here. You're like, look, capitalism is terrible and worse overall than piracy, probably. But you guys murder people for money. Well, piracy is just capitalism without some people saying, can we pretend there are rules? That's fair. That's fair. Again, capitalism is worse. Uh, I'm acknowledging that. But it's just the whole... Stop overcomplicating the thing. We We need the thing to work so that we have money so that we can live. Because, again... Capitalism is the worst. Mm -hmm. Uh, But no, it's legacy, the future. We're going to empower ourselves and get over the fact that my daughter, she never even mentions that her daughter was murdered there. Like she does. Other characters do, but she does not. But Tina does not. Like, how do you ever go back to this site? And you're still trying to, like, figure out this business with the sister who stole your husband's two No, have, no, 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 no. That's Tina. No, right. I mean, sorry. Ma- Mary's the... I know. Saying, no, no. Yeah. The other that the confusion, other one. a sister is due. These sisters yeah. have agreed to work together despite all that. Yeah. And in case you were unclear of their relationship, they end the scene literally... I forget which one. Says... Tina. It is Tina? Okay. Yeah. Says, to close the scene, we're sisters. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. How long have we been brothers? Exactly. <laughs> and what's crazy is that, like, I was worried that I didn't take enough notes, but man, there's only like 20 minutes left of movie at this point. Oh God! Because, like, at this point, Lily, the the one that knew everything at the campfire, says we should go check out the garage, the shed, because they said they burned the shed down, so it must be a new shed, which. 
I do remember. I think they did burn the garage down because that was how like they got yeah. rid of the spirit. But that's back. But the shed is com- the the garage is completely there because of course they didn't burn it down in real life. But why would you rebuild this and have car- none of you are mechanics, right? But there are cars in there. But none of the cars work, so apparently there was never a mechanic at that garage. It might lack all tools. There are tools. They mentioned the tools. They use the tools for things like <laughs> stabbing and hitting. It's like you want to, okay, you burn down the auto garage, but you want like some sort of storage or barn sort of situation or other thing that might be used for glamping. You have like the, 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 the car lifts mm-hmm. in there. Insanity. Yeah, so, which is why around this time in the movie, um, we get another line. I, 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 I made a lot of specific line notes. Mm-hmm. The line, I can't. You know I can. Yeah, that's when um, hair. No, that's a little. That's in a second. So that for, a second. Okay. But that is an yeah. example of you can't even have continuity within a single line delivery. No, no, they cannot. And it was no, no edit. It was just straight through. You can't. You know I can. And the subtitles agreed with it. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. So, but before that scene, Lily takes uh, to the two remaining girl counselors to the garage to check it out and actually find evidence that this is that place and there was those murders. And lo and behold, the scarecrow is there. And, uh, oh, this is after, um, oh, this is after we get another sex scene. Where right. the Dylan and Harriet, and uh, Harriet makes the decision to leave. Then we cut to the girls at the garage, and the scarecrow's there, and Mur- like oh, uh, and uh, during the sex scene, Dylan is he has the face of somebody trying to finish his homework during sex yeah. and looking like up and over her shoulder, like he yeah. looks like he's trying to read something important. And he's just stuck having sex in the middle of it. I love, like, I, I want to believe that it's his lines written out on a piece of paper. Just, uh, uh. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. But, um, I, I mean, we all have our own tricks to make sure everything lasts as long as it possibly can. But anyway. That's um, for another episode. Another episode. So the three girls go to the garage. One girl chickens out. Uh, Lily and another girl go in. The Scarecrow shows up. Scarecrow immediately kill, like, starts killing not Lily, and Lily immediately bails. Like, yeah. there's no hesitation. I'm not judging that. I'm just amused by it. It's an instinct. Yeah. Fight or flight. Exactly. She's all, The other girl's already dead. Nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, at this point, Harriet is talking to Tina, who is her aunt, uh, and explaining that she can't be there anymore because of all of the completely normal, legit, and rational reasons why somebody would not want to be there where her father and sister cousin got murdered. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. Yeah. And in a round-robin tournament, they all agree that they should all leave, and they all agree that they should all stay and make this thing happen in varying degrees and turns, and then they all finally settle on... I don't remember. You're jumping ahead just a little bit. Because Lily, it's at this oh. point, Lily, or no, the girl that chickened out comes in and says that, oh, the other girls went to check out the shed. And then I think Mary shows up and then Lily shows up and everybody is panicking because the scarecrow is murdering people. 
Gotcha. And then I think I really just saw oh, no. that entire it's, sequence. It's such a terribly, written, terribly written and executed sequence because in the middle of the conversation about, you know, the scarecrow is here and is murdering people. Harriet and Mary, her mother, are having the conversation about, wait, you don't want to stay and actually help with the glamping site? And all of it is getting jumbled together. Yeah. And that's why it's like, we should stay. We should go. We should do this. Wait, mm-hmm. we should stay for this, but not right now. And so then... <laughs> and, and for anyone at home who gets incredibly confused in sequences like this when we describe them, mm. please remember that we actually watched the movie and took notes yep. and are still having trouble deciphering what the hell they were get, trying to get across. So, like, it's not... I mean, we might not be the most professional hosts. What? But we are definitely trying to make sense of these things. We are always meeting the movie halfway there. And the movies are almost always saying, you're an idiot for trying. Yeah. (laughs) So, Tina and Mary uh, decide that they are going to go and finish this. And they send Harriet, the tattletale girl, and Lily into the car to go down the road where there's phone signal and call the police. Because, again... There is no dedicated phone line. There is no cell phone signal in the glamping site. This is stupid. Yeah. The girls get the, 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 the younger girls get to the get down to the end of the road and they make the call and the police of course don't believe them immediately, even though this two years ago there were murders at the site, including a police officer got murdered. Yeah. And the person calling in this incident was one of the survivors of that original incident. Yeah. It's I'm not saying you're not gonna you shouldn't suspect that there's even more weirdness that these ladies might be involved in about the site, but you should be pretty sure, oh, then shit's going down there. Yeah. Harriet, or I'm sorry, Tina and Mary make it to the garage slash shed and are immediately knocked unconscious by the scarecrow. Uh, The other girls get to the garage and for whatever reason they split up. Um, I have, I can't remember if it's before they go to the garage or when they get there, Mm -hmm. that basically their conversation is, let's stay here. Okay, what's the plan? Well, we go back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) Because there was like two or three minutes worth of debate in the car as to whether or not they should go back. Harriet wants to go back because it's her mom and her aunt. The other girls don't want to go back. And honestly, they just should have stayed at the end of the road and said, okay, Harriet, you take the car. We're going to just, you know, keep going down the road until we meet, hit civilization. Because yeah. Jesus. But instead they go back. Uh, the one girl goes inside, has her heart cut out. The other girl has her throat slit in the car almost immediately both. Yeah, Lily, is the, Lily gets her heart cut out. And it's just one of those, ah. Okay, it's that's a good. A it, it, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like the scarecrow holds the heart and kind of pulses it a little bit yeah. for reasons. Uh, and then, yeah, for whatever reason, the tattletale girl gets into one of the cars in the garage. Not the car that yeah. they drove in. Just another, another one of the car. cars. And the heck, scarecrow happens to have already been sitting in it next to a corpse. Yeah. Um, probably, so, Lily. Probably. But like. 
I don't know. None of those decisions track. No, no, not at all. So Harriet, the scarecrow knocks Harriet unconscious. And then Mary and Tina wake up. And bust out of the, uh, they've been tied to a chair. Mm. Right, they've been tied, I think, to the side of the car, maybe? I think they're in chairs next to a car. Gotcha. And Tina busts out and struggles for a couple minutes to try and untie Mary. Yeah. Um, before realizing, oh shit, the scarecrow is outside and grabs, I think, a screwdriver, but yeah. grabs a thing from the tools that may have included scissors, clippers, knives, yeah. any of that. Grabs a screwdriver and runs out, just leaving Mary completely tied up. Completely tied up. The scarecrow is in the middle of murdering Harriet. True. Man, like, but you, like could, you couldn't have pulled like one hand free or anything. It, it's right. weird. Because it's, it's like she's still tied up the entire time. It's a hard time. abandon. Yeah. So Scarecrow gets stabbed and uh takes off the mask and the hat, and it turns out that it's been old man Jenkins this entire time. What? The 70 year old character that we knew was dead and then dead again and then ghost dead? Yeah. Like, that sounds silly and preposterous. And it is. It was actually Dylan the entire time. That son of a bitch. Yeah. Dylan, Harriet's boyfriend, apparently is Lester the Molester's grandson. The guy with the. The smolder. The guy with this, yeah, the Skeet Ulrich hair. Yeah. Yeah, now that you say it, when you say yeah. it like that. Ah, Skeet Ulrich. There's nothing good about who he is or what he does. I still love that line. I'm sorry. No, I'm, sure he's yeah. a, I'm sure he's a perfectly nice individual yeah, in real life. Like. But that's still one of the best throwaway gags on Family Guy I've ever seen. Nah, not my thing. Fair. Yeah. Um... And so he explains that he is Lester's uh, grandson, and after Lester was was killed and burned, the evil went into him, and he has been hearing the voices telling him to kill everything. And he actually, uh, when Tina or Mary, when he when one of them sees that it's him, he says, "Surprised," <coughs> and I mean, yeah. No. I mean, I wasn't. You weren't. You were literally saying it almost the whole movie. Yeah, I I really was. It was halfway through. Yeah, no earlier than 15 minutes in because that was all other character. Dylan gets introduced as Harriet's boyfriend. And then after the sex scene, when um, Harriet goes to uh, talk her aunt into talking her mother into letting her go... Uh, we see Dylan go into the car- into one- the caravan that had the scarecrow on the side, and then the scarecrow shows up and starts murdering people. And so it's like, oh, then it's got to be Dylan. And then, as I kept shouting that it was Dylan for basically half of the movie, mm-hmm. it dawned on me, oh, it's going to turn out he's the grandson or something. Yeah, and that's how. That's why he's evil. Because who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, but yeah, he's possessed by the ghosts. Of his grandfather and or the Amityville spirits that I drove think it's just into the spirits. They, yeah, it doesn't uh, matter. I, I'm splitting. They kind of I'm went splitting with splitting hairs it. stupidly. Yeah. I shouldn't have even. I think they went with he's crazy and he's spitballing here, or I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I can't. You know, I can. This movie's consistent. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, um, 
Then they go back into the garage. Or, or he's still stabbed. I think they thwack him again. Yeah. And then they go in to untie Mary, who has just been sitting there patiently the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, of course, Dylan comes in, and they all struggle and stuff, and then they knock him out again, and Harriet has the idea to burn the shed down again with him in it. Mm-hmm. By doing the lightest sprinkle of gasoline on the floor of the garage, which is a very dusty floor. And is concrete. And is concrete, so... Nothing's burning. I'm just saying. I'm just agreeing. I'm just, yeah. Um, some, some of you out in the audience that may know me from my younger days know that I'm, I'm knowledgeable of fire. Pyromaniac. <laughs> it's another word for it. Uh, yeah, no, there was no way that garage was a burning. Oh. And, but they lock him in there, they light it up, and they turn on some lights in there to make it look like it there's, might be burning in stuff. case they need it for the next movie. I mean, and at this point you hear the police sirens, and it's like, they, explaining this is going to be difficult no matter what. It would have been easier if there was a, li- a living suspect yeah, to corroborate things and or to pin things on. Yeah. Instead of just, I mean, this is where we get into uh, the limits of self-defense. But you're also talking U.S. law and that's a good UK point. law. That's a good point. I don't know how things work over there. Who knows? Well, you know, you, you, uh, you're allowed to murder as long as it's on the left side of the road. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no guns in the movie, so that does still push the U.K. angle. Yes. As do all of the license plates. And yeah. Literally everything about the movie. So we have another pointless establishing shot, and then we cut to Harriet, a very pregnant Harriet, on either the, uh, pregnant or shoplifting a dodgeball. Yeah. Because uh, it is one of the fakest bellies I've what? seen in forever. Like, Junior. With Arnold Schwarzenegger, had a, actually, that had a decent prospect. Yeah, well, let's go with uh, Ro- Ro- Rosie Huntington Whiteley in a Mad Max Fury Road. Splendid. Yeah. The, the main girl. No, I will say that, like, that one looked miraculous compared to this. That's fair. It looked miraculous just in compared to the rest of her body. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, she this. was stick thin and had this like, creature growing out of her. It was insane. I'm but she's saying, great in that movie. You know, it's one of the wor- one of the best worst things I can say about my movie collection is I have all two of her movies on the shelves, like top shelf, because she's only been in two movies: Mad Max Fury Road, Transformers: Dark of the Moon. Ah, uh, gotcha. Where she played Carly. Carly is Sam's girlfriend. Carly. <laughs> We're not doing that series. Ironically, she's not the girl from the second movie who actually is a pretender. Like she's a presents as a human woman, but turns into a robot. Mm-hmm. You say we're not doing them now. And I'll continue to say that. <laughs> there are so many franchises, so, and this would be another one of them. It's horrible. I mean, horror. <laughs> anyway so at this point uh, Harriet wants to stay 
but she wants to rename the place. Yeah. And, like, Tina, we don't see Tina again. She's apparently, oh, Tina got stabbed. Dylan stabbed Tina. Tina. Yeah. Uh, we forgot about so that. So she's in the hospital. Yeah. And uh, so Mary, uh, Harriet's actual mother, is there. And let's have another talk because, Jesus, let's do more talking in this movie. And um, uh, once again, legacy, responsibility, owning the future, taking control. We'll put a pin in renaming the place. I don't understand why Mary is adamant that they keep naming the place Amityville. Like it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense in story. I mean, for the franchise, quote unquote. Right, you have to keep it color, there. But. Yeah, but this, this, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like even in uh, yeah, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, they're like, "Hey, we're na- renaming this fucking town." Mm-hmm. Like we we this is the only way. Crystal we can Lake has got some bad Georgia too. Yeah, nobody's ever even heard of, like, of Forest Green, so we're fine. Yeah, and it's neighborhoods do this all the yeah. time, like. Um, renaming Hell's Kitchen was it Clinton? Clinton. Yeah. yeah, and like I mean, all over Baltimore neighborhoods get renamed for each other all the time. Like Perry Hall became White Marsh, became Nottingham, mm. and there are technically areas any that are named that yeah. in that area. But depending on which one was tracking on real estate, something in Perry Hall was calling itself Nottingham, yeah. like five miles up the road. Well, if you can tell me where uh, Hunt Valley ends and Sparks begins. Right, yeah. Like, the same, same exact thing. Yeah. It happens. And then happens. you've got Hereford and all that up that way. It's, yeah. Yeah, you've got, like, pockets of, yeah, what is the real estate tracking? Welcome back to uh, Baltimore Baltimore County and Greater Maryland Real Estate Podcast, by the way. I would say it's more interesting than at least half the notes I have here. You're not wrong. But so Harriet's going to stay. We're putting a pin in renaming the Amityville Glamps Glamping Site. Also, I did like in Tina's office, which we keep seeing a bunch, they have a sign in the background that's still set like from the old days when it was the Amityville Cornfield Campsite and Caravan Park and had a phony baloney number. But so Mary goes off to make some tea and Harriet is just taking in the beautiful, gray, lukewarm English countryside when she starts hearing voices <gasps> kill them kill them kill them all and then credits that phone number on the poster was yeah. a US phone number not a UK phone number it was a 555 it, it was so they are trying to say that was New York it's so stupid oh my god put this over or is it or is it I mean yeah this one is this one is I kind of liked the music though yeah the music, yeah. The music was kind of good yeah and it was shot better than the. the it was definitely movie. shot better. Uh, things were in focus. Things were lit. Even in the night scenes, things were pretty well lit, yeah, which was, was surprising. Occasional grain, but that's just going to happen. Sure, you know, sure, in sure. Situational. Yeah, no, no. But man, that was boring. That, that was, was really that was really boring. boring. Like I don't remember the first one being particularly interesting, but this was. They are really. They were really relying on the sequel factor. And, mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to do too much because we're sequels, and um, which they honestly—if they had just made it a better slasher movie, they wouldn't have had to have done much of anything. Which yeah. I thought that was the route they were going, and it is. But it also—they've seen slasher movies, but they don't know how they work. Yeah, it is I mean, the, they the spent vibe. more than half the movie trying to make sure the audience was caught up. 
And we were. Yeah. And none of it really mattered whether you were caught up or not because all of the events and mythology of the first film would only have been important to know had the ending involved that. Yeah. Instead of being a side twist. Mm -hmm. You could have done a hundred different other things with your time in there. You could have just did the old trick that the slashers in the 80s did. Just show the last ten minutes of the first movie. Yeah. And there, bam, now we're here. But no, Robert and Maya. 15 whole minutes on Robert and Maya. 15 whole minutes of not even giving us a complete recap because they wanted to, air quote, establish them as characters. Did they did not do? No, no, they did not. Other than that, uh, they're vaguely an item and Maya is annoyed at Robert. Yeah. Whew. God help me. I was looking up this movie on the IMDb and saw yet another movie scheduled for release this year. Amityville Rideshare. <laughs> we have established that the Amityville house can drive. It hasn't done it in a while. It, it can. But back in the day, that house used to get out for the yeah, God, get out on the road a lot. It was good. It was such a great little stupid trope to those yeah. movies back when they were movies. Yeah, and that's the thing. A lot of the tropes have just kind of fallen by the wayside. They're just using the name. It's just the name. It's maybe a cursed item thing. Maybe it's cursed land. Yeah. The DeFeos will get mentioned, but um, I'm not saying I miss the incest thing, but that was a no. weird re- recurring <laughs> was, trope. That was a funny recurring trope. It was just... If, if, as long as you didn't... But it was funny because we didn't think about it too much because... No. No. <laughs> But it was fun. It was a weirdly consistent part of the series. Weirdly consistent. But yeah. like the the eyes on the house. That's something eyes we haven't had house, that in a while. The flies. Uh, we got voices in this one. We got voices in this one, and they didn't mention the DeFeos. Resale value for this one is low. Nope, nope, nope. Now, I would say resale value is lower for me than whoever is going to buy the property off of them in continuity. Oh god. There's no. They'll still be trying to fix up the place. It'll yeah. be terrible. Or will they're going to have to wait at least ten years for the next? Or the, there'll have to be a time jump so that the kid is old enough to be a monster. Oh yeah, yeah. Unless they do like a, uh, like a Nightmare on Elm Street Part Five, like the possessed fetus thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I mean, they said the house was burned down, which is a shame because they kept talking about how they had to open the camp in two weeks and repeating two weeks made me think of like the Amityville money pit would be a fun <laughs> one where you're literally just trying to fix up a haunted house yeah. that just keeps oh, that fighting you back. That, that could be fun. That would be fun. You know what? Let's take that one. Let's yeah, we'll put that, that in the we'll Put that in the hopper. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the, the, there's nothing else. There's nothing else to say about this. Yeah, no. Then and next week, um, we're yeah. gonna change the format around a little bit. It we'll explain it next week. It's yeah. gonna you you're gonna like it. It's gonna or it's in response to the movie that we're gonna have to watch. So yeah. pack a lunch. Next week's episode is gonna be longer. You'll understand it when we get there. Yeah, but and, should and be fun. Should be fun and. Should bring us up to schedule on everything released as of right now. So, uh, next episode we will be explaining the next le- the the next trip. Yep. But until then, get out. 
If you want to interact with us online, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Amityville Show, or you can send us an email at podcastamityville at gmail.com. <laughs>